Hello, this is Melissa Hale Spencer, the editor of the Altamont Enterprise, here as always with co-publisher Marcello Yaya. Our front page is dominated by a picture of a very cute dog named Ferris with his ear up, but the story that goes with it is much bigger than that. It's by H. Rose Schneider, and in typical Rose fashion, she started with a small nugget of news and expanded into a large and fascinating story. It turns out, as the fees have increased at the Mohawk Hudson Humane Society in Menans, which is quite a trip from the hill towns, the hill towns, one by one, are deciding to keep their dogs, stray dogs that are found there, closer for people, less costly than the big fees. Big Box Redux by Sean Mulcairn looks at a recent public hearing where there were many negative comments, largely from Republicans speaking to an all-democratic board, about a plan that's been in the work for ages, trying to develop a Hamlet plan for where routes 85 and 85A intersect. And the redox part has to do with 10 years ago when a Sphere wanted to have a big box store complex anchored by Target, and a grassroots movement formed, and eventually over time and several election cycles put into place a board that wanted to do planning to prevent that kind of development. Our other front page story is by Elizabeth Floyd Mayer. We got a letter from this woman, Janet Betelgeski, who with her sister has won, run a golf course that her father and uncles helped build right behind her house in Gilderland Center. And they've decided it's no longer economically feasible to run. So Elizabeth took a larger look at the six golf courses in town and discovered that the two small ones are closing. Turning the page, we come to our editorial, which was uh, based on a stunning movie that I saw at the Gilderland Public Library last week, frame by frame, looking at four Afghan photographers, photojournalists, and thinking about what journalism and particularly photojournalism means and when people are risking their lives to tell the story of their country the least we can do is look. It's topped with a stunning drawing by Carol Coogan who went off of a quotation in the editorial from an Afghan teacher of photographers, the weapon of a photojournalist is their camera. And you can see the crosshairs are on truth. A wonderful column by Dennis Sullivan, and we have here a picture of Dorothy Day, who helped found the Catholic Workers Movement, and her granddaughter has written a book about what it means to be descended from her, which led Dennis Sullivan to think what it would mean to be the grandson of George Wallace, and he explores what he calls our genetic soup, the DNA, social DNA, that we inherit, as it were, from our forerunners. Lots of letters, as always, and columns. Mildred Zuck has written about Helderberg Ambulance, and they've honored both the behind-the-scene workers, Sharon Humes and Jerry Cross, who's been out front for decades in that organization. This is the letter that inspired our front-page story about French's hollow closing. Free legal help for seniors, and Pat Lightbody and Knox is asking you to sign up for an appointment if you need that. And the senior liaison in New Scotland is asking people that have any knickknacks or 
things they don't want. They can be treasures for the seniors who are in the daycare program in New Scotland and play bingo and other games for prizes. Edie Abrams has written about our what we covered in our front page story on um, the new zoning plan for the hamlet in New Scotland. The New Scotland Historical Society is having a speaker to talk about old-fashioned beer brewing, which is popular again, 400 breweries in New York, the highest number since the 1800s. Fran Porter of Altamont is concerned after the Florida shooting um, and has written to our Senator George Amador in the State Senate about her concerns of legislation that she wishes he would back. John Williams gives us some needed humor, and he asks, what do you do when you're old? Read the column to see the answers. Rose has written about a grant we've covered now for years. Amy Picorni, who um, didn't win her election run for supervisor, put together a committee when she was on the board that secured one $130,000 in grant money from NYSERDA to be spent on energy savings. And that committee had originally suggested insulating the highway garage, which would be warmer for the workers and also save money. Vasilios Lefkadidis had wanted solar panels. Um, they still haven't decided how to, sp to <laughs> spend it, but they are now the town board, and they're almost ready to vote to finalize the application. Elizabeth interviewed Peter Hamilton, who has opened a storefront church in Gilderland Center, right near where he lives. It's in the complex at that intersection we wrote about recently. It used to be a restaurant. He has two families in his congregation, and he's hoping the Lord will bring more. Rose has written about the most recent Burn Town board meeting, where the board members were corresponding through email after seeing a letter to the editor in our paper where a resident of Brat Hollow Road wrote about the very deep ditches and also about the need for a guardrail there and were talking about perhaps hiring an expert. The emails were shared from with a Republican board member, Dennis Palo, with a Republican highway superintendent, Randy Bashwinger, who felt things should have run through him as the highway superintendent. More on the big box, great specific detail, both on the hearing and also on the plan from Sean. So that the concerns that were raised there on commercial development and on housing are addressed and residents can see exactly what's laid out. The vote has been postponed because of the objections that were raised and there's going to be a meeting Tuesday where some of the large landowners that were concerned will be able to talk with the board who is proposing this legislation. More from Rose on the situation with strays in the hill towns and also a look with wonderful photographs from Michael Kaw at the facility in Menans run by the Mohawk Hudson Humane Society. They have an operating room to spay and neuter. This is the facility itself. It's relatively new, opened this summer, cost $7 million. A diva cat waiting for adoption. Her litter's all been adopted. Uh, a cute guinea pig, and there's a whole special place for small furry animals there. Community calendar, lots going on as always, and I particularly love this wood engraving of a chickadee, 
which is part of an exhibit that's going on through October 6th at the Albany Center Gallery. More from Elizabeth on golf courses. You can see the rather modest clubhouses at the two short courses that are closing. This is the one we talked about on the cover, French's Hollow. This is the one across the street from Farnsworth Middle School, which has created quite an uproar because the man that lives here and is selling the course, Mr. Van Epps, um, hopes to sell it to a developer that wants to put four-story apartments there. They're hoping the developers for a planned unit development to be approved by the town board. Meanwhile, there's a town course that really seems to have influenced these two going out of business, as well as a private course, Altamont Orchards, Orchard Creek, who talked to Elizabeth, and then two country clubs that have much more posh uh, <laughs> dining rooms and clubhouses, as well as swimming pools. Two vacant lots on Route 20, right next to the library, which is here, currently owned by the library. This one where the library planned to expand, and there had been a Victorian house, and this one over here. These two lots are going to be transferred to the school district in order to avoid paying taxes. Lots going on at our libraries. A wonderful picture <laughs> submitted by Judy Petrosillo up in the Byrne Public Library. This is a very colorful colorful parachute that during story time was what she called stuffed animal Olympians jumped around on. And this series of pictures was taken by Sean, a great celebration at Voorheesville Elementary School, who in a very, very short time has raised over $2 million, 215,000, $215, almost a quarter million, I misspoke there, for a new playground. And the music teacher led the kids in song, and a great giant check was presented. Turning the page, another story by Sean, the Bosenkill Carter, which we've written about before and follows the Bosenkill from Altamont, and the old preserve went up to here, and then here in Knox was the Wolf Creek Preserve, and Mr. Don Kelly, this man here, has donated that part that's black, so the whole corridor will now be correct, connected. He also gave us some beautiful pictures showing some of the falls and this twilight scene, um, just a beautiful piece of land and a lovely donation. Elizabeth went to the Young People's Concert, at the high school in Gilderland, and you can see third graders came from all the different school districts to the high school to, to see a concert that Kathleen Ellinger, the music teacher there, has put together for 20 years, where young musicians in the high school perform for and interest these third graders who have a chance, if they want, to start taking instrumental music lessons in fourth grade. And it's a great program bringing kids to music. Turning the page, we have our arrests in the blotter section, a story on David Mazio, who we've been following since last spring. He's now been convicted of fraud in grand larceny, along with his partner in crime, Michael Caruso of Schenectady. He was using scams to get money to pay off restitution from former scams. Um, Sean wrote this story on a scam that's been in town lately, and the Altamont Fire Department assures us they do not do phone solicitations, so be wary of that. But the interesting part is 
There's something called ID spoofing, which in itself is not illegal, but it consists of having your phone display come up with a different number than the real one, fooling people into thinking, in this case, it's the Altamont Fire Department. Michael Koff was also on the scene for the Lawson Lake Winter Festival, which included ice boating, kids learning about ice fishing. Here they're kind of squealing over the bait. And a man who came all the way from New York City to learn the fine points of ice fishing. Classified ads, senior news, lots going on there. Scouts Honor, we have Alexis Holmes, who has completed her gold award, the highest honor in Girl Scouting. And she had a friend's father who got good care at the county nursing home when they'd been hearing bad things about it. So she took it upon herself to publicize the good things going on there for her award. And she's standing here with her grandfather, who's an Albany County legislator, Paul Miller. And this is an Eagle Scout, Jonathan LaSalle from Altamont. And his Eagle project was building a reflection garden at the Altamont Reformed Church. And we have a winning team here, the Junior Varsity. We don't usually feature Junior Varsity teams, but up in BKW, it's been an outstanding season for them. They've had 36 victories in two years. Congratulations, girls. We heard from Ed Ackroyd this week because he's very proud of his daughter, Amy Funderbark, who's been named the clerk of the North Carolina Supreme Court. Ed, of course, lives locally up in Knox. The Voorheesville Community and School Foundation is giving out grants for work in theater. We had two obituaries this week. Shirley Harrington, who was a loving mother with a sense of humor, and Thomas Hessler, a World War II veteran, worked as a postal clerk and school bus driver. And last year, he had 84 tomato plants in his garden. After we get through our legal notices with some important municipal information, we have a photo spread, pictures by Michael Koff, of the recent um, event at the University of Albany, to send local athletes to the state qualifiers. Um, this is a picture of Carolyn Mundell from Burn Knox Westerlo. There is one runner from BKW, Kara Sherwin, who qualified in the 55-meter run and will be going. And then we have the Gilderland athletes who did very, very well. This girl in particular, particular, Isabella Bruno, she was first in the high jump. You can see her here clearing five foot three. She was also first in the triple jump and first in the long jump. And these other athletes also did well enough to go to the next level and try to qualify for state competition. And we have a really touching story on the back. Page. Some of our readers will remember Mike Ardito because we've written about him before. He's swum across the Boston Harbor several years in a fundraiser for a rare disease that his sister has. And these four boys have swum together since the age of nine, and they're all going on to states. And they got into the relay team competition qualifying by just two one-hundredths of a second. So congratulations, and we will be following them at the next step of the way. Have a good week.